The twelve disciples were not Jesus' only followers, but they were the inner circle of Jesus' followers. But even the inner circle had an inner circle. Simon Peter, James, and John were the disciples closest to Jesus. Whenever Jesus needed to limit the audience for something he was about to do, he would take with him only Peter, James, and John. Certain miracles, the transfiguration, his anguished prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane, whenever Jesus wanted only his closest friends to be near, he wanted Peter, James, and John. We know plenty about Peter. He was a bit of an open book. He seems never to have had a thought he didn't voice. We also know a lot about John. He was one of the youngest disciples and one of the few who made it to old age. And he wrote a gospel, three letters, and the book of Revelation for us. But James? We know his dad's name, Zebedee. We know that he and John were brothers and that Jesus called the two of them Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. And we know that James was executed by King Herod in the first wave of persecution against the early church. And that's about all we know about him. So what did Jesus know about him that made him choose James to be in the inner circle of the inner circle? I mean, we can look at Peter and John and hear what they say in the Gospels and then compare that with who they would become. We can see how Peter's total commitment to what he was thinking and doing in that moment, once honed and enlightened by the Holy Spirit, made him a charismatic pillar of the early church. And we can see how the impressionability and sensitivity of John's youth, again guided by the Holy Spirit, made him one of the most unique of all the preachers and teachers we find in Scripture. We can see who they were and then see what they became and give all credit to Jesus for letting them in on the inner workings of his ministry. We can see how Jesus tapped their potential. But James... As far as we can tell, he didn't say or do anything except, perhaps, to join his brother John in offering to call down fire from heaven upon a village that rejected Jesus and later asking for seats at Jesus' right and left in glory. Both of these instances got them somewhat of a rebuke from Jesus and probably contributed to their less-than-flattering nickname, Sons of Thunder indeed. And potential? James didn't become a pillar of the church. He didn't write anything of note. He was martyred early on and thereby gave King Herod a taste for martyring Christians to curry favor with the Jews. James didn't make it out of Jerusalem, didn't last much beyond Pentecost, didn't live long enough to give us a clue as to why Jesus was pleased to keep him so close. But maybe that's just it. Maybe Jesus wanted James close so that, looking back, we would see that three of the four of them, Jesus, Peter, James, and John, were brutally murdered by the authorities and not expect much better for ourselves. Maybe Jesus wanted James close so that we'd see that only three of the four of them would leave any kind of legacy at all and see that we also don't have much say in what kind of legacy we leave. Maybe Jesus wanted James close out of pity on him, knowing how brutal and soon his end would be but that's a little dark. So maybe Jesus just liked the guy. 
Maybe James was fun in a way that isn't recorded for us. Maybe he lightened things up when so much of Jesus' ministry was either boring with foot travel or discouraging because of opposition and ignorance. Maybe James was pleasant to have around. But that's purely speculative. Or maybe our not knowing the reason Jesus wanted James around is all the reason Jesus needed. Maybe Jesus had his own reasons and is happy to know that we won't know them until we get to heaven to ask him. And maybe then he'll say, I like having James close because I love him. Not because of who he is or was or would be, but because of who I am. I like that all you know about him is that I kept him close enough to see certain things and get a nickname and die for me. Because that ought to make it easy to see yourself in him. I like keeping you close. And your nickname is Christian, which I love, even if the world finds it unflattering. And if we're having this conversation with Jesus in heaven, he'll say, Now that you have died for me, in faith, I get to have you close forever. And it's all because of my love for you. Just like it was all because of my love for James. Now, he'll say, would you like to meet him? And you and I will say, yes, please. And we love you too, Jesus. And we're glad to be close to you too. And he'll say, I know. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawi, who is like a luxuriant native tree. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.